You are about to enter a great adventure. This is Starting from Gorilla. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Mikey Cash. Want to welcome you to a special end of the year review edition of Strutting from Gorilla. I am Mikey Cash, like I said, and next to me here or across the computer screen is Big Vito. Happy holidays, Big Vito. Merry Christmas, Mikey Cash. Happy to be here. Glad we could get in our year end episode uh, right here before the the new year. So looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm glad uh, glad our schedules worked out. You know, the holidays can get pretty jam-packed this time of year. So, uh, well, before we dive into the episode, let's remind all you jabronis where you can find us on the socials, on Facebook at SFG Podcast, on Twitter and TikTok at from underscore gorilla, on Instagram at SF Gorilla Pod. Our website is struttingfromgorilla.com. We've been contributing to the website more often now. We've been trying to make a more concerted effort to write more articles. So you, you're, yours truly here is contributing some two cents articles on wrestling as I see it throughout the week. So feel free to check it out, sound off, agree, disagree. We've already had some some jabronis on on the socials throw out their their two cents on Mikey Cash's two cents. So uh, we welcome it. We welcome it. Uh, And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review. Now, that's all out of the way. Today's episode, we're talking all about our year of wrestling in review. Talking about what we felt like was some of our favorite moments, our least favorite moments, superstar of the year, all of that good stuff. So let's dive in. Vito? Yeah, let's do it, man. Um, I mean, let's just start start right off um, with some of our favorite moments from the year. So let yeah. me ask you, Mikey Cash, we'll, we'll get your opinion here first. If you were to pick a, a moment or two or a couple, uh, mm. what do you got? All right. So this is, a, this is actually kind of hard because I feel like this has been one of the first years where I've paid attention to, like really paid attention to WWE, AEW, Impact even, and some new Japan. So I feel like there's just like a lot to to consider here. So it's hard for me to 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 say just one thing. But if I was really thinking about it, some of my favorite moments of the year, I mean the Cody return comes to mind. I mean it's the first thing that pops up. It's one of like my favorite moments. Like yeah. that, that WrestleMania return, uh, even though everybody kind of knew, it just I never expected it to be as welcoming as it was to have him back there. I I mean, I thought at first he might get like that, like a WCW guy coming in. (laughs) You know, I I didn't think he was exactly going to get a warm welcome, but especially at at from a WrestleMania crowd. So I was incredibly surprised and I, I was so I was just so happy for him. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with that. Um, and what's crazy about it is I'm the type of guy, and I feel like you are too, where you almost like the surprises where you don't know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we kind of knew. Everyone knew it was going to be Cody Rhodes. You weren't right. 100% sure, but you're like 85 to 90%. Yep. And it was great. It was a great moment. And I got to tell you, I watched the uh, Broken Skull Sessions with mm-hmm. – um, 
with Stone Cold and Cody Rhodes. And it was great. Yeah. They, uh, Cody Rhodes is the type of guy that is fantastic for this business. And I didn't know this. I thought he, in, in my eyes, you know, again, this is a show from a fan's point of mm -hmm. view. In my eyes, he was a guy that was at TNA that, up to TNA, at AEW that left WWE like everyone else because he was frustrated. He wasn't mm -hmm. getting what he wanted. And he left. He started a new new company. But what I didn't understand was the love and respect he had for WWE he just wanted to go off and do his own thing. And plus he was dealing with the death of his dad, yeah. um, Dusty, and he was going through a lot. And the, if you guys haven't checked it out, check out that broken skull sessions. It's great. And the amount of understanding he has for the business, I think surpasses anyone that's in the locker room yeah. right now. Um, I mean, I, I could tell stone cold was impressed with his knowledge mm -hmm. and, he talked about getting over and all of this other stuff and, and how he went from being dashing Cody Rhodes and then, which was more around what his gimmick should have been to then going to um, Stardust where he was already at a low point and he gave it his all, but it just wasn't what he wanted to do. No. And then he went to AEW and became a star, understood the business on his own and came back. And I think he's got some great things going and um, I'm really, really excited to see where he goes, but to go along with that, Mike, I mean, not only was that a great moment of the year, but I'm sure I'll let you talk about it. What's the other moment that was great with Cody Rhodes? Oh, I mean, what, just a couple months later, right? He's they, they, him and Seth Rollins are in the midst of their fantastic rivalry that they had. And during one of the pull aparts on Raw, he tears his pec. And we, I think you and I both thought, all right, well, so this match is over, right? Then nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Or if it comes out, it's going to be pretty much a, a real quick finish to not hurt him anymore. This guy comes out and it's one of the most iconic moments for me now. I, it's really started to etch itself in WWE lore and for Cody Rhodes' own legacy, speaking of that, right? He comes out and he's got the jacket on and right before the match starts, he takes the jacket off and everybody gets to see the bruising, the swelling. I mean, this guy is clearly injured. I don't know how he got cleared to be able to have this match still. You know, like, I, I don't know exactly how that happened or if it was one of those he's quote-unquote cleared for tonight. Um, but... <sighs> As, as much as I care about, I mean, you know, player safety, superstar safety, whatever you want to call it, uh, this was badass. Yeah. It was I so mean, badass. That was one of the most gutsy performances I've ever seen at a pay-per-view, dude. It was yeah. so great. It was well, so great. I think, I think uh, the reason he was able to wrestle was because it wasn't going to make it worse, right? You tear, right. Your, you tear your pack. Like, there's not much you're going to do to it. Um, that it's going to make it worse. It's like you're going to tear your arm off. Like you're just probably going to tear. It's just going to hurt more. more. Exactly. <laughs> it's just going to continue but, to hurt. But think about it. He comes back. Ch crowd goes crazy at WrestleMania. And he's probably one of the top baby faces right now, if not the top baby face in WWE. And <laughs> you come back and you're wrestling with a torn pack. How, 
as a fan, how are you not going to love that guy? I know. know. I know. Like, you can't help but get behind him. You're just watching him like, I, I don't know how he's going to do. Like, no. And and then he wins. Yeah. He wins the match, which is just even more of a baby's face thing to happen. That, yeah. Like, he's, he's actually injured, and he yep. ends up winning this incredible match. It's one of the better Hell in a Cell matches I've seen. Him and Seth have unbelievable chemistry together, and I just want to make sure you know, Seth contributed to this. Do fifty percent right? Like it was 50 hundred percent. And, and yeah. without somebody like Seth and somebody who's so comfortable in himself to work off of Cody, oh, it was so great. It was so yep. great. And, and the emotions you felt were real, right? Because yeah. you're like, oh, don't yeah. hurt it more. Don't hurt it more. Like that's something you can't make up, right? Like right. you, it, he used it. They did a great job. Um, I, it I think the line, man. It was yeah. an element that blurred the line, and that Which was, was great. That was they they did it well in that case. Yeah. No, I great moments. Uh Cody Rhodes definitely um had it and and it's it's funny because he was leaving a great situation to some degree. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and you know what? I he talked about it on on the Broken Skull Cod, uh podcast where like he was losing too much and it was hurting his character. I you and I both know when we were watching I mean, I think you said it multiple times more than I did, but we were like, oh, Cody Rhodes wrestling again. Like he doesn't really do it for us. Like, and no, it was because even Arn Anderson told him like, Hey man, like you got to do stuff for yourself too. And after listening to him talk, it made sense. And he, he was in a position where he still wants to wrestle. He's only, I mean, he's our age. He's like 30. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's 30. Yeah. 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 He's 30. Yeah. 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 He's, he's like 21, <laughs> but it was a great year for him. Um, I, I'm excited to see where he goes. And, uh, I think him going back to WWE, I mean, it was a ballsy, ballsy, ballsy move, yeah, but you gotta really do was. you. And I think people still respect him. I I'm sure the people at AW are, you know, upset, um, about it because he started yeah. that company, but, We'll see what happens. I know. I, uh, from what I've seen or, or heard in interviews and stuff, it seems like the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, all those guys, there's no bad blood there. It's just no. he had an, a goal of what he wanted to do, and and he left. I mean, I feel like it can't get much more pure than that. Hey, right. I love what I've done here. I also, this is something that's on my, like his bucket list of for yep. what he, for his career. I want to win the big one in WWE. What's yep. wrong with that? Yep. It just, it's not, I don't like it here. It's, I want to do this over there. Okay, great. Do yep. it, man. I, I think it's going to be, uh, I, I foresee a, a championship reign in his future. Oh, definitely. hundred percent. I mean, that's his goal. And I think if he keeps on the same track, he's going to hit it. Yeah. So this really became a Cody Rhodes love podcast. Oh, uh, you know, what's right. funny. I'm going to, I'm going to say this now. Um, you know, obviously with uh, the schedule and whatnot, we were thinking about doing like a, a strut and solo session. And actually my, I was going to do it and my session was going to be on Cody Rhodes. Like it was uh, going to be a session all about Cody Rhodes, but um, I'm sure we could do another one sometime down the road, but absolutely. Um, all right. Give me, give me, um, if you know, if there's one you want to talk about a little bit more than others, and then we can just kind of mention some of the other moments. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see. I'm just like, I, I mean, 
do you count Vince retiring as like a moment in WWE or does that sort of transcend it? It's more of a moment in all of wrestling, but I, I would think if Vince retired in a natural retirement type of way, yes. Then yeah. But because he was forced into retirement, I would say no. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a moment it's a big because mo- he's yeah, gone, it's a big moment. but I don't, I, I wouldn't put it up there. I mean, I think it, you know, organically, became a moment because triple h got a chance to shine and you've seen what he's done yeah yeah Yeah. i mean it's one of the it's almost like when your favorite band goes mainstream like they get a big hit that's kind of how i felt about like triple h being in charge of creative because Mm -hmm. a lot of people that paid attention to nxt saw how good he was at telling stories on television and then the nxt 2.0 happened so he got pushed off of that Yep. And now he's up here and we're like, oh, yeah, don't you see? There's a lot of things that he can contribute. I mean, yeah. so anyway, uh, well, I'm going to take a, a turn here and let's go to AEW for a second. Okay. So to talk sure. about some moments. Yep. I think we should give some some time to Soraya coming back from injury. I think that was a legitimate moment. Nobody yep. expected that this woman was going to be wrestling again. No. She didn't. So you're talking, what, five years she had to step back from the ring and I think it was great. I, I think it's awesome that she's back in there. I know she's only had what one match at this point, but still, I, I still think it, there's a significance to that moment of her coming back. Any wrestler. I mean, I, I if this was a couple of years ago, we'd all be saying edge, right? Yeah. So, and uh, Brian Danielson, same deal. So the, these people that get these career ending injuries at the time, I think it, I know we always say never, never say never in pro wrestling, but when people get those kinds of diagnoses, especially about like the neck and stuff, I mean, you can't help but say like, it's probably never going to happen again. Oh, no. We've had now three exceptions and it's been great. Yeah. And I I think um, with her coming back, it was even more elevated because Mm -hmm. she hadn't been in the ring in so long. I mean, she was barely on TV and it was like, how are you still this popular? And you're barely on TV. You know what I mean? And I, I think it's kind of the whole mystique of her and everything in the movie and her whole story behind her. Um, I think she's a fine wrestler. Uh, I don't know. You're going to, the thing is, I don't know that you're going to see some great wrestling moments with her. Right. And it's probably similar to edge. Edge can still bring it a little bit, but really it's the mystique around her and she can right. elevate some of the angles with, with, and, and bring up some of the, the stars, um, on the, the female wrestling yeah. side in AEW, and they need it quite honestly. Absolutely. Can, so, like, can you imagine at some point next year, we're going to, we could, we could get Jamie Hayter versus Soraya. I'm fi- I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm down with that. That's, I know. that's a big time match. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great uh, moment of the year. I mean, I have to say this one mm-hmm. because I think it is the moment of the year, in yeah. my opinion. But Stone Cold wrestling one more match. Oh, because absolutely, absolutely. It <sighs> talk about things we never thought we'd see. Yeah, but it, it was done perfect. Like it, it was great because you know Stone Cold had his match with The Rock, and it it was his swan song. Everyone knew it, but they really didn't know it. And you know, the internet was a thing, but it wasn't a huge thing. And he holds his cards so close to his chest all the time. Especially back then. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And, and now everyone has for years, what is the thing? Stone Cold going to wrestle one more match, Mm -hmm. one more match, one more match. And 
he did it. And the way he did it, it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was an actual match, but it was done perfectly so that he could get his win. He could go out on top and Mm -hmm. people could give him the respect he deserved. And quite honestly, it was what the best selling WrestleMania of all time. And as always, as always stone cold delivers. And, um, it, it was a great match. It was well done. And he gave you a lot more action than you actually thought you were going to get. It's not, you know, the shell of Ric Flair, you know, flailing around the rim ring where you think he's dead. 90% of the match. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. No, I, I'm, I'm completely there with you. I think a lot of us tuned in because we weren't sure what we were going to get from him. We weren't sure if this was going to be essentially just a little segment kind of match where it's like, oh, they're just talking and then he stuns him and he pins him and then that's it. No, this was a, a legitimate, what would you say? This was like a, a street fight, the way yeah. it kind of all panned out. Yeah. And Austin took some bumps too. It, it, it was a perfect storm, in my opinion. There, it was Everything happened the way it needed to happen. They, yeah. they presented it in a way that made Stone Cold look good. He wasn't, he didn't get embarrassed. This wasn't like he was trying to have a technical masterpiece here because we know that those days are behind him. So it's just, what was he known for? He was a brawler. All right, we're going to have him just brawl. Who else can brawl with him and can make it look good? Kevin Owens. Great. Well, let and me the stop you there. Piece is good there too. Parts of like the, in terms of the story. Yeah. Let me stop you there though, because yeah. I, you bring up a great point and I wanted to hit on this. Yeah. Kevin Owens, let's give him the credit he deserves. He Absolutely. went out for multiple weeks and and built this rivalry just on to his own. make it great. <laughs> I mean, he did it all on his own. He, it, you know, you build a rivalry, usually you have to have that other piece there to build yep. it. And ultimately, he did such a great job. The Stone Cold segment where he came dressed as Stone Cold. I mean, <laughs> come on, it was it was good, fantastic. So. Props to Kevin Owens because, you know, we give a lot of the wrestlers nowadays a lot of of shit. Shit. Yeah. And, no other way you know, he, he brought it and he did a great job. And um, yeah. it, it to me, you know, that's a large mm-hmm. reason it was successful. I agree. So. I totally agree. It, something else I want to just I love Stone Cold. I, I'm not taking it away from it by switching to this, but I, I want. I want to just mention this because I feel like without the events of All Out in September, this would have been a top moment for us, but CM Punk winning the title. Yeah. I think that would have been a really cool moment because up until that time, it felt very it was very positive, Punk being back. So I, I don't want to just like completely dismiss what he did because of everything that happened at the end with the press conference. It was significant that after it was, he was another guy, seven years, he was away. He wasn't injured or anything, but he was just away from wrestling. He comes back and kind of has this little storybook year with AEW. It ended in a nightmare, but it, it was storybook for quite some time. And I think in general, everybody was pretty much behind CM Punk winning the title. People wanted that. Yeah. I think they felt like it was vindication for some of the things he didn't get in WWE. Yeah, you know, I I agree with that, Mikey. He, he reminds me in a, and it's not an exact parallel, but 
it's a lot kind of like what Shawn Michaels was in his first run, right? Mm. Like that's an interesting. uh, I'm not saying it's drug related, obviously, Mm. Mm -hmm. but um, he's a great worker. I'm not gonna say he's as good of a wrestler as Shawn Michaels. Don't don't say that. But his mic skills and knowledge of wrestling is very high and what is unfortunate about this event is he has now cornered himself in a in a situation where it's going to be difficult you know because he alienated himself from wwe fans because he shit on wwe and he has now alienated himself from aew fans who in my opinion are even more passionate than wwe fans because they love wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. They want to see wrestling. They want to see something different. They kind of want to buck the system. And um, I think he has a shot to go back to WWE and probably erase some of that past with them. I don't think he's killed his chances there. Um, I just think it's going to be more difficult. I think he'll still get a great pop from the fans, but I think mm-hmm. the internal side of the wrestling world... Right it's going to be hard for him. And he's a very prideful person clearly. Uh, and I, I don't know how it's going to work, um, but we'll see. Uh, I, I think he still can, can bring it. I enjoy watching him. Like if yep. he's on TV, yep. I'll turn it on more so than a lot of other things, but that's my opinion on it, but it's just too bad because he went in, in a matter of a year. We've all seen that clip where yeah. he's like, just, this is fresh working with new people. And then he's eating a donut. And, and he's like, I'm old. I'm yeah. hurt. And I work with fucking children. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, dude, you know what? He, he like, became a meme. That's exactly yeah. what he, yeah. It's That's like, a, dude, it's you know what? Yeah. You had everything you wanted. And it's like, just get over yourself a little bit. Like, yeah. you're not going to get everything you want. You're not you know, this icon in sports, like Mm -hmm. you are a good borderline superstar. Like right now, if you asked me if CM Punk was gone forever, people might probably forget about him. You know, it's not like he's a stone cold or a rock. He's like this borderline guy. Yeah. So that's my opinion. Hey, I, I can't say I necessarily disagree. I think he, I, I hesitate to say that he would just get forgotten if he left, but I I think you, I think you're right in the sense that he he may not have the impact he thinks he has. Definitely but, not. Hey, we've all been there, right? I mean, yep. we've all sort of bought into our own hype at some point, and and who knows? Maybe he realizes this is kind of his last shot to do anything significant in pro wrestling. Yeah. So with that kind of desperation you end up doing shit that might be a little bit more uncharacteristic. Yeah. So who knows? He's he's the type of guy that clearly is a small, small dude who has fought really hard to get where he, where he's gotten to. And instead of just like letting it go, he holds almost like he holds his grudge where it's like, no, I've worked really hard. I deserve this. Like Mm -hmm. you listen to me. This is what I've been through. And it's like, dude, just, you know, that's, that's not how you have to be. You've, you've made it. Like everyone right. works hard. Yes. You probably had to work harder cause you're not the big dude that everyone is like, mm-hmm. but like that, that's just my personal opinion on, yeah. on it. Yeah. And it, it, those people, it's like so hard because you they've fought so hard for it, but it's like, dude, just get over yourself a little bit, you know, like just a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe, maybe he just needs Paul Heyman in his life. Like that's maybe what can happen. Yeah, you yeah. put him with Paul Heyman again and he'll, he'll be all right. <laughs> no, no, I hear you. Oh so, my God. What, uh, I, so I mentioned the Stone Cold one, mm-hmm. um, you know, give me, give me, uh, give me a couple more. And again, we, we've gone into detail on some of the bigger ones, yeah. but you want to just mention a couple of the other ones. Cause it was a good year for wrestling. It right? was so, a good year for wrestling. I mean, we should mention forbidden door. That was a big moment for wrestling. That was that was a, a pay per view put on by two separate wrestling companies in yep. collaboration with one another. I think that's great. AEW and New Japan. Uh, the execution was what it was. I think there was a lot of untimely injuries that kind of played a role here. I think Punk was scheduled to be there, and then he had gotten hurt, so he couldn't be in there. I, so there was a, a few guys that were, I think, supposed to be included in the original incarnation of this this show that unfortunately didn't get to. But I still think just the fact that you had this show is a moment itself in pro wrestling. That's a big deal. We haven't seen that in a long, long time. So I I, I want to make sure we just shine a little light on that. Sure. No, I agree. I, I think the concept concept of it and it actually happening was mm-hmm. huge. I just wish there was better execution. We, you, If you want to hear our takes on it, go back and listen to our episode on it. Yep. Um, but yeah, the we just need more to understand some of it, you know? Um, and I think it could have been a lot bigger than it was, but it still was a huge moment and Agreed. possibly could open the door to more, you know? Um, so I, right. I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, something else, another moment that's going to lead into some, to also what we're looking forward to in 2023, Sasha and Naomi leaving WWE. That turned out to be a bigger moment than we initially thought. Yeah. At the time, we we all expected this was some sort of contract holdout, and they would just be back in within a couple of weeks. But this has gone on since May now. I mean, we're, yeah. we're looking at was it seven months? Yep. Like that. It ain't it ain't happening. No, she's I don't gone. think she's coming back. I don't know about Naomi. I I don't know where she she will end up. I know a lot of people pull from Naomi, and I do as well. I also think. The, the reality dictates Sasha is the bigger name. She is the more proven commodity. So people are always going to be shining their light on her first. But yeah. Uh, and imagine, imagine her like AEW has all these signings. Like this is a signing that I think would make a ton of sense for them because it would automatically elevate their women's division. Right. Like she might actually overshadow a lot of the stuff going on in general over there. But imagine her coming and that women's division would would it you have a you have um, multiple names there now that can help elevate the other people and and get them on TV more like you're going to automatically get them on TV because Sasha is there. See, I actually kind of disagree with you on this because I don't think she should go over there. I don't. I don't think they have the track record right now of showing that they can take care of a women's division, even with a big name. That's fair. I agree, but I think she would change that concept. They would have to put her on there. Like she would honestly bring probably more ratings than most of the men. You know, like she is that well known. People are chanting her name at pay per views. Like it. Yeah. It. It's clear. I know. I know. I, I just have. I. I think I just have a, a sour taste in my mouth from the previous signings of other women in AEW that come out to some nice fanfare for their debut and then you never fucking see them again 
So True. I don't, and, but Listen, I, I'm not saying that that would actually happen with Sasha or, you know, what? we'll just use her actual name with Mercedes. Right. But I'm not sure. I don't believe that that would actually happen with her because I do think she has a lot of great bargaining power. Like she's, she's fantastic in negotiating. I mean, you've seen what she's charged for like comic con appearances and stuff like that. When she wants it, she's going to get it. Yeah. So she will definitely dictate terms to whoever company she ends up working for. I just think it's going to be New Japan. And maybe that's a way in for her to also do some work with AEW here and there. But I don't think she's going to be strictly all elite. I think she's going to be, I think we're going to see her at Wrestle Kingdom. It's already determined. She's there right now. She's in Japan. So I I think that's going to be where she's going to end up sort of making her outside of WWE name. I don't, okay. I just don't think it's going to be in AEW. That's fair. Um, but did you agree that Soraya being in AW is a big moment and could yeah, help excel them? Yeah. So if that's the case, don't you think if Sasha was there too, that would only elevate them more? Like, I think they just need an injection. They have some of these women that they don't give the time a day. Right. But how would that be any different? So she has this great, she has this great debut. Then what? Like, what, what, what are they going to be given? I think they they get one match a week on dynamite, which is just like that. You can't sustain a women's division that way, dude. Like, yeah, I don't need to see the best friends. I don't need to see hook who's boring. (laughs) as fuck. But like, yeah, I mean, I love that makes it sound like I don't like the best friends. I actually really do like them, but I'm just saying like, there's a lot of things that AW can do to structure their show better and pace it better than they are doing. And one of the biggest gripes that a lot of people have with AEW is the fact that continuously it's like you have one female backstage segment that usually gets interrupted by another female wrestler. And then you have one match and that's it. That's the, that is all you get from the women's matches and maybe a vignette if you're, if they're feeling really generous with their time. Well, listen, the Oracle has spoken and all is true with the Oracle. So (laughs) I put my hands up on this one. (laughs) Sorry. 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 No, this is good. This is good. All right. Let's, let's, uh, so yeah. uh, Moving on some of the other uh, pieces here. Um, You know, I have to mention this and I don't know you, I feel like you don't feel the same way about this one uh, as I do. Um, But I think Bray Wyatt returning was fantastic, not just because, and and you can say what you want about what's going on with him now. And I'm frustrated with some of it and it's like, whatever, but the concept of how they did it, um, I'll put this in the category of Triple H taking over and Bray Wyatt returning. It's like a mixed bag. But yeah. I, I loved yeah. the way they did it. Um, they it, it you know we give them a lot of shit for how they've executed things in the mm-hmm. past and how you feel just let down. Like you got this big balloon, so it's just like the air comes out, you know. Yeah. But yeah. the Bray Wyatt return I felt was done extremely well. Uh, it it was a great build up. It had me like every week wanting to watch mm-hmm. WWE. Like, what are they going to do next? Um, so I, I just, to me, and I would be willing to bet the viewership as he was coming back with just spiking, you know, the amount of people interested in watching yeah. just went up just to see his segment, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we talked about it, you, then you watch other pieces and then the, if the content's good, you hook people in to stay. 
And I thought it was it was well done. And, and his actual return at the pay-per-view was awesome. Oh, I agree with you. Awesome. It was awesome. My problem is what's happened since then. Correct. But I think that's a lot of people's kind of gripes with it. And I think Bray Wyatt is one of those like crazy geniuses. That's how, sort of how I view him. And so I think part of this might be... <laughs> Like I'm, I'm dumb and I'm not picking up all of the nuances of some of the things he's saying. So I might have to rewatch some of his promos, like really listen to some of the things he's saying. I've, I've enjoyed some of the subtleties that they have in, in like their backstage segments. I have to say WWE has, they haven't necessarily changed the format of their backstage segments, which I think they should, but they've made some adjustments in what they've included in it. So they'll have something, they'll have sort of an A storyline of two people talking and then they'll have something happening in the back that you got to pay attention to. And I've, there was a couple weeks ago where Bray was sort of talking to somebody and they were, they, it was covered by, you know, one of the, the equipment boxes or whatever. And at the time I thought, well, he's sort of talking to himself. He's, kind of talking to the voices and all these people you know the fiend and howdy and now we're coming to find out that howdy is is actually a real character which maybe i was wrong i mean i think i was wrong i i i had it that you know i know you and i talked about this whole like wyatt six thing and you know the who knows maybe there are going to be more characters that are going to make their way into here but uh I, I thought that was interesting. That see that piece of it I liked, but then some of the promo stuff and the fact that we haven't had a match from him yet, dude, get in the ring, kick somebody's ass, like give me something. Yeah. The only bright side from what's coming out of here is that LA Knight's getting some good exposure and agreed. I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. And uh, you know, he he wasn't getting a lot of that. And no, no, he was not. So that's the bright side to it. Um and and they've built it up. It's just I think they had such a good thing going and it's lost yeah. its mystique at this point. A little and bit. I'm not saying it can change. It can't change. It's just like, get me to the punchline and, and he gets five minutes and it's just him talking solo. It's like, you can't do that every week. Yeah. Like you, you, something has to change with that. Um, so maybe it's just this really slow build to something great. Maybe not. Maybe it's nothing. I have no idea. It almost is like, they brought him in. They had a great plan for it. And then they had nothing else after. And it, they're right. kind of trying to roll with the punches. So we'll see. I think that Uncle Howdy's going to end up being um, uh, Bo. But yeah. Yeah. It has to be. I believe that. You believe that? I believe that. Good. I can see it. Um, but okay. So those are some some good moments. Anything else you want to touch on? or? Uh what about some other companies? Well, well, you know, yeah, well, I was about to mention Mickey James and this whole last rodeo storyline that she's been yeah. doing. I've actually enjoyed it. I, I, as everybody knows, Mikey Cash has been on a journey to discover the greatness of Impact, and I do really enjoy a lot of their work. They are, they are like very much, and I, I know I sound like a broken record. They're like the little engine that could when it comes to wrestling. They have a very clear identity of who they are. They're not trying to do too much, and I think because of that a lot of the things they do comes off pretty well because yeah. they're not trying to be somebody they're not. This isn't the 2010, 2011 TNA that was trying to be WWE. They're just, this is who we are. These are the people that we have on our roster. We're going to use them. Uh, they they have, for my money, still one of the best women's division in wrestling. 
because they they actually give a shit about them and they they kind of just let them go out there and give them complete freedom i really appreciate that uh but yeah mickey james has had a, a i think a really good story here they kind of have her doing the rick flair thing from 08 where if he loses he has to retire so mm-hmm. this is sort of what's going on with mickey james and she's just been having match after match with you know rookies with taylor wilde she just had she's got a title feud coming up with um jordan grace that's exciting um yeah yeah i'm really excited for it i think mickey james deserves a lot more respect than she's getting so i want to make sure just put a little spotlight on that and people should check it out impact impact plus app there's plenty of stuff on youtube you can find them anywhere yeah um i think you know your search for you know what makes impact great is awesome i just picture you like with a cap on like (laughs) running like like uh like um what's that guy uh a girl uh carmen san diego just trying to find what makes yeah i'm just like let's see let's go through here yeah um but no i think that's great i think you know and john cena said it best um the wrestling i said it earlier the wrestling economy is great and when the Mm -hmm. wrestling economy is great everybody wins Mm -hmm. and i think it gives you a desire to look other places right so you look at impact like you know, I've been a fan of Impact TNA for for a while. I like some of their stuff. Look, they haven't yeah. been great. They, it's, I'm not saying they're at any level, exactly. Of course, not... But I, I've loved some of their stuff that they've done. Um, but I also looked in other places, so I started looking at GCW, and a lot of that was because I saw um, Nick Gage on AEW, and so mm-hmm. I went and I looked, and I kind of did a little research and. Very cool promotion. It's very much like a, a knockoff ECW. ECW. And so, you know, the the thing that really made me go deep into it is Ric Flair's last match. Now, I, you have this on here as a moment, and, and I agree. I think it is a moment, right? I, I'm not even sure. I didn't sure say it was the, a great moment. I just yeah, said it was but, a moment. But I'm going to use it as a great moment because it exposed some other pieces of wrestling it was like a Super Bowl of wrestling. They had yeah. some great matches from different promotions mm-hmm. and people coming in. And the one that really got me going, I saw Matt Cardona, which is um, Zach Ryder. Zach Ryder, known as Woo 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 from <laughs> yeah from WWE, and he came out as this crazy heel, and I was like, "What is going on here?" And I had heard he was gaining notoriety so i went back and i watched and what i found out was after he got released from wwe he went into gcw and faced nick gage who nick gage is like the holy grail of gcw yeah right yeah he is the guy and these fans are so passionate because they're hardcore it's hardcore wrestling and he has like been so loyal to them and he basically almost died in the ring at one Mm -hmm. point and they love him. And he's the only consistent wrestler that's still there because they take in independent wrestlers and they don't really have anybody signed to a contract outside of Nick Gage. And he was the champion and he comes in and everybody basically was saying, if Matt Cardona wins this match, we riot. Like same thing, like John Cena, right? John Cena versus yeah. RVD, yeah, like yeah. same concept. And Matt Cordona won, and it was a great moment because they, 
if you go watch the YouTube clip, I, I I've seen I, it. I've seen they, it. They are just they're pumping him. Oh, and he took that and he ran and he started getting this gritty side to him and he started calling out Mick Foley because Mick Foley's the hardcore legend. Yeah. And he, he had a shirt that said fuck Mick Foley. And they're good friends in real life. Yeah. But it yeah. it was a great moment and it elevated his status, kind of like Cody Rhodes in a different way. Yeah. Um and I love his heel side. It's fantastic. It's like great, dude. I you know what you're what you're like really bringing up is the fact that in some ways we kind of have territories again. They just to some degree. It's a, it's an evolution of it. It's not going to yeah. be exactly what it used to be, where it's this kind of no. little regional stuff. But all of these different companies that we've brought up have little niches, and they have yeah. different strengths. And I think when a wrestler might leave something like a WWE and, and, and just sort of, you know, neander to all these different other companies, you're able to access different sides of your personality and, and, and develop different parts of your character that then you can bring back. You can then create this kind of like synthesis of, all right, so I've learned a little bit about this kind of hardcore piece of myself that I can bring to this. And maybe that that's how I can find some success in an AEW or, uh, in WWE. I think it's wonderful. It, it yep. makes them, it creates a situation where people can actually get a little more polished in terms of, of who they are and what they can do as a wrestler. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. And I just, to me, that was a moment that I thought was pretty cool um, mm-hmm. because it was not WWE and it's probably not well known, but if you go watch that YouTube yeah. clip, Mikey, it, it's hilarious. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. It is hilarious. It reminds me of like the NWO, you know, when that first, yeah. moment, like the amount of shit yeah. that was in that ring yeah. reminds me very much of bash at the beach. Yeah. And yeah people were great. just pelting him with stuff. The emotion was real. They were like, yeah, it was real. They were pissed. Fuck but this that, WWE guy, you know? Yeah. But you know what? They, they took that ECW one night stand and turned it on and they flipped it and they were like, all right, well, guess what? Now let's see what happens when you write yeah <laughs> let's see what happens when you don't get what you want yeah. it was perfect and it credit was to good. nick gage for for being willing to to do that too yeah yeah so i mean we have so much i'm I'm looking at this list there's so many things that god we didn't even touch on but well i who mean had... we, we you know what we haven't touched on flannel shirt brock lesnar we need to talk yeah. about uh, you know what? I think Talk we about should. A different side of personality. Yeah, like, I think we should because we we give Brock Lesnar a lot of shit over the past couple of years. On our, well, you do, but yeah, fine. I do. You do. I do. I just. I again. I. We have I our different. So, we have different things that you and I get upset about, Vito, and this is your thing. Yeah, I just hate. Again, I'm going to use it as the John Cena example. Coming back, like you texted me, and you were like. <laughs> Hey, John Cena is coming back. And I'm like, are you really excited about this? And he's like, and you said, yes. And you were very yeah, surprised. I was like, I'm actually I excited about that. Yeah. And you were surprised yeah. that I wasn't. And this goes along with Brock too. Uh, I just don't get excited for the one-offs anymore. Like they just come once or twice a year, you know, and I, I hate it. I hate it. And I equipped it to something that I thought was a pretty good comparison it's like when you're in the strip club and you have a really hot stripper and you get a lap dance from her, maybe a couple. And then she leaves and goes and gets some dances from other people, but then comes back to you 
when nothing else is going on and you're a little upset about it. You don't feel great about it, but you do it anyways, right? You do it anyways, but you're not real happy about it. And that's, that's how I feel about it. It's like, yeah, okay, great. John Cena's coming back, but okay, what is he going to come back for like two episodes, do a WrestleMania and leave, which fine. I just, I, I get pissed about it. And Brock Lesnar would do that. And Brock was worse because he would just come back, win, never wrestle, wrestle four times a year, hold a belt, and then leave again. It, it would drive me crazy. But and I'll let you talk here. Mm-hmm. Him coming back this year, he came back on a more full-time basis. Yeah. And seeing him every week made me feel better about it. You know, and he wasn't even winning. Like, it should have been the opposite way around. Like, when he was ch- winning and champion, he should have been here all the time. And when he was flannel shirt Brock and here all the time, he wasn't necessarily winning every match. I I, I mean, I don't know where to begin on everything you just... Yeah, it was a lot. I feel better getting that off my chest. But I I kind of feel like, all right, if your problem is that a wrestler comes back for a one-shot and then leaves, why is Stone Cold a moment of the year then? Yeah, but he hasn't wrestled in... He doesn't come back... But the the, the Hold a championship... Checks out? No, it's different. If... Because Brock has done it multiple times. Mm-hmm. It's been a, a multiple time thing. Like, I'm fine with part-time wrestlers coming back. But at that point, if you're going to do that, like, don't hold the belt. Don't hold the belt. But don't he, don't right, beat so the guys that... not, though. He's coming back for a tag match. Yes, it's but... Not, it, it's, it's, it's a PTSD. main event SmackDown. Not like a, a WrestleMania here. It's PTSD. It's you because I've PTSD. seen... I can feel it come off of you. It makes me angry. Yeah. So well, you know what? I'm licensed in the state. I can help you with this. So, you asked me. You asked me if I was excited about it and why I wasn't. And you were surprised. I was surprised because I answer. didn't get the answer I wanted. Right? Is that what you want me to say? I didn't yeah. get the answer I wanted. Yeah. But I. I don't. I. I think maybe I've become just desensitized at this point. To you know, this is just what wrestling is at the uh, at in 2022, 2023. It's going to be like this. You're going to yeah. have wrestlers that will have this kind of clout. They can come in. They can come out. They're not going to wrestle every week. They're not always going to be on TV. But they come in because, you know, these companies want a rating. You know, as much as so, I think ratings are shit, I think they, they're just going to, they want it because they want the big name. They want to sell tickets. So, so I'm I, fine with that. But I think where I get upset, and this is the root of all of it, is when they start building up these guys that yeah. are newer. And for me, Brock Lesnar is just maybe the exception. But he would come in and and win the belt off a guy yeah. like, uh, like Big E or Kofi. That was a or, big deal. Yeah, and it's like you're building up these guys and then you just take it away from them because it's yeah. Brock Lesnar. And and look what happened. You buried him. It's kind of like the fiend. Like you can't come back well, from that. Like, Do you ever question how much of that was Vince rather than Brock? Could be. But I'm just saying that's why I didn't like it. Yeah, I, it could I, it could have been Genghis Khan making the decisions over yeah. there, and I just telling you what I saw, and no, it just I, pisses I, me off. I don't. I get invested. I don't think you're wrong. I want to get invested in somebody, that. and then you're just going to take it away from a guy that barely shows up. Fine. I don't care about the Kurt Angle showing up every now and then. He could wrestle if he wanted to. Stone Cold can. Brock could too. Mm-hmm. But it was like they were trying to make Brock this unbeatable character, and. It was killing yeah, but, all of the other characters that were there all the time. 
Well, you know, for, I, but for a time, you're you're right. He was the, probably the the most I don't know, like the toughest character they had. He was like unbeatable because they didn't properly build up anybody enough to even resemble a threat to this guy outside of the Undertaker. Yeah, unless it was Goldberg come back yeah. at sixty five years old and beats him with one spear. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know how okay. you, you know right. my feelings yeah. on Goldberg, but that that yeah. was fine. Right. That was fine. So anyways, anyways, give me your anyway. thoughts on, on, on flannel shirt Brock. <laughs> I don't know. I just liked flannel shirt Brock. I don't know. It was just, he was smiling, laughing. It was more unsettling than serious Brock, in my opinion. But I, I thought he was good. It, it was nice that, I don't know if he's just gotten more comfortable as the years have gone on or, or what. But it was kind of interesting to see a different shade of him Yeah, on TV week to week. And and it's really proving that he can stand on his own without a mouthpiece like Paul Heyman. I think that's that, that was one of my bigger takeaways because I think for a long time, you know, Brock wasn't known for his promo work at all, right? He was just going to stand there stoically while Paul Heyman dressed down the opponent and built up Brock. And now he didn't have that anymore. So I thought it was really great uh, as, you know, development of this guy who's been wrestling for 20 years. I mean, I think it was good. I think it was really good. I, I I enjoyed it. Okay. I also enjoyed it. Although... I'm I, not saying I want him like to be the champion, but I enjoyed yeah. it. I I very much enjoyed it. And his little ponytail looked cool, too. I know. I know. Yeah, he did his, a good job. Remember his promo with Bobby Lashley? Bobby who? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Lashley was just going to straight up deck him when he did that. Like, yeah. No, it was good. I think his 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 feud with Bobby Lashley is a good one. Yeah, good one. yeah. It's hard hitting, man. It's, I got. They, I almost thought he, they hurt each other multiple times. To be honest, oh, the way Lashley lands when he gets German oh, suplex is so oh. unsettling to me. Yeah, this is a three hundred pound dude just landing on his neck. He just Crazy. like he lands like like well you know like this is like a kind of like a Jewish word like he's like fakakli. It's like he's landing cockeyed and like on his shoulder. Like get the hell out of here, dude. Like what do you? Land flat. No. All right, Mike. There's a guy who doesn't wrestle at all. So who, who the I hell know. am I? We have no idea what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I have no about. fucking idea what I'm talking about. Forget it. Sorry, Bobby. Uh, um, all right. I have a question for you. All right. All right. What? what? Who who had a better year? Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns or Bianca Belair? Ooh. That's actually a tough question to me. I, I don't I, think that's tough. I, I know that you're going to say Roman. It has to be. I mean, Roman I, didn't come. Roman didn't lose a title in 30 seconds to. A, 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 that was last year. That wasn't this year. Yeah. That was last year. That was 2021. What are you talking about? We're talking about the year in review is 2022. Yeah, that's fair. I listen. No, I I think it's Roman. I just think he's in a a level above. Oh, I, I mean, anyone else? I, I think it's almost not fair to compare the two. Because you're right, he has he's got a record-setting title reign right now. I mean, who was it? Just like Bru- like Hogan and Bruno are ahead of him yeah. in terms of who's had a longer title reign. That's insane. Yeah, you know, yeah. Bianca's had in terms of the women's division, Bianca's been fucking amazing. Yeah. She's had barn burners with with Becky with Bailey. I mean, I I want to see her face Sasha one day once again, but I know that's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to see Bianca and Charlotte at some point. That's going to be a main event, a main event fucking rivalry. Guarantee you that. But uh, no, I, it, 
nobody touches Roman when it comes to like the kind of year he had. He had a great year. Uh, yeah. Despite I, I agree. My, despite Bianca the did article too, I wrote. Okay, I do believe that Roman Reigns did have like the better year, but you could arguably say that the reemergence award is maybe a tie between Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. Yeah, that's fair. Characters that really and Sami like Zayn found themselves. Yeah, Sami Zayn too. This yeah, he's wrestling has been good. Wrestling has yeah. been good to us. If we're having trouble, even just naming one person for an award, come on. Yeah, this is that's great. good. All right, well. I think this was fantastic. Um, what do we have forward to looking to next year before we get into some, oh, you know, okay. some listener some, questions? Yeah, we got, yeah, we got a few of those. Uh, so personally for me, 2023, like I had said before, I'm looking forward to see what Mercedes slash Sasha does in new Japan. What comes of that? Uh, Another thing that I'm looking forward to in AEW is, you know, what this whole Ring of Honor thing looks like. Like, do they finally separate them or is it going to continue to just be what it is right now? Uh, And how does like the new Honor Club thing affect that? Also, I want to see Hangman and MGF in a in a title feud. I really want to see that. I just think it's going to be it can be great. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think we could have put MJF the MJF up there for having a great year too. Right? If he didn't leave the company for whatever many months that he was was there, I think he, you know he still had a great year. But I think it could have been probably one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. And him being champions, great. Um, let's see what happens with him. You know, sometimes yeah. he can get a little too much, but uh, I'm I'm excited. He's their big shining star, so we'll see what happens. Right, right. Uh, um, what about you? Me, um, I'm excited to see how some of these younger stars progress, right? Um, I'm, I'm excited for the MJFs. I'm excited for, you know, the, the Finn Balors, the, um, you know, the Sami Zayn's who I, Sami Zayn's not young and neither is Kevin Owens, but like, it's time for them to take over. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what Cody does. I'm excited to see some actual mm-hmm. superstars again where I get excited about watching wrestling. And I feel like we're on the cusp of that. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. I think one thing that would be awesome is if the rock comes back. I would love it. I love. The rock. Um, so, and we could spend a whole episode talking about that, but we won't. We won't. Um, and uh, I'm I'm just excited for wrestling in general. I mean, there's yeah, there's too. a lot to look forward to, and you know, it's it's great for business here at the SFG podcast because we get a lot to talk about. And I got to tell you, our year in review. I mean, fans, please tell us if this isn't correct. But we were very positive this year in most accounts, yeah, compared to years yeah. of the past, which is again a great sign. So we're maturing. We're maturing. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's get right into these um, these questions. We got like five minutes left here. Yeah. Um, so we'll do so, some, some rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one's from uh, Super Fan, Mister uh, Constantine. Um, do you think bringing the Honor Club is enough to not only distinguish themselves from AEW? And will it garner enough interest to propel them into a proper TV deal? So a little two in one. Uh, I hope it is. 
I hope it's enough to distinguish themselves from AEW because right now I can't tell the difference. But I I don't know if it's going to get them into a TV deal. I I feel like there's part of me that wonders: is it better for them just to put it all on their their honor club thing, put it all on the streaming, and just say like, here's here's what it is, and then you don't necessarily have to worry about ratings where you might have to worry about that with a TV deal, but I could see why he would want that because it's probably going to be more lucrative if you're getting network sponsorship rather than just putting it on streaming. Agreed. So I, I don't know. I, I just, it's hard for me because this, this is a little bit a part of the problem with what, like my, my issue with the rollout of ring of honor within AEW, because now there's so much overlap that you can't differentiate one from the other. Yeah. That's it's hard. I, I feel it like is. Ring of Honor doesn't have an an established identity outside of AEW right now, because yeah. all all of it is the same. All of it feels exactly the same. Like no, that, I I I agree. That's the hardest part. I think there's a lot there, but there's no continuity in what you're what you're looking at. You know yeah. what you're watching, and that's really hard um, to you, to you be know, a fan of and and understand what's going on. Right. I mean, the same kind of matches happen in Ring of Honor as do in AEW. I mean, they had a dog collar match in Ring of Honor. They had a dog yep. collar match in AEW. What's the real? What's the production? The same. I would be questioning. Yeah, production's pretty much the same. Yeah, like it looks. Yeah, yeah agreed. All right. Um, so I'll ask this next question, um, mm-hmm. and then you can. I'll, I'll answer the other two, but. Uh, who ends up with a better relationship with New Japan Wrestling in 2023? WWE or AEW? That was also a Constantine question. That is a Constantine question. It's a good one because for the folks who don't know, Carl Anderson is going to be over there too in New Japan. And he is the first full WWE contracted superstar to be wrestling for a New Japan <laughs> title <laughs> at a New Japan show. So it's that, that, I feel like is amazing. Um, I think it's great. It, I say it's amazing. I have other issues, but w- w- that's another two cents for another time. Okay. About independent contracting. But uh, uh, who do I think is going to have the better relationship with New Japan? I'm probably going to still say AEW because I think WWE is going to make some strides, but I think on the whole, they're still going to be not the nicest to play with. I think what you've seen so far is because of Triple H, I bet, and him wanting to have some some business and that it's it's makes more competitive sense to be to to have collaboration with other wrestling organiza- organizations and then just say our door is closed. Um and hey, like, uh, that reminds me too, uh, Nakamura is going to be going over to Japan wrestling Great Muda. So that's cool too, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, I got off on a tangent, but the bottom line is I think AEW will still, at the end of the day, have a better relationship with them. You want me to read the next one? Yeah, I'll I'll answer the next one. This This is, this is our last constant question. So where does Mercedes Vernado end up by this time next year? So by next December, where do you think she'll be? I already gave this answer. I said AEW. Okay. I didn't know if you, you know, got smart and changed it, but I guess that's, <laughs> that's what your answer is. Yeah. No, I'm sticking yeah. with AEW. Swig of water for the working man. Yep. Easy uh, answer. I don't even need to go into it. Yeah. Well, my A-W. answer hasn't changed either. I think she'll still be in New Japan. So this okay. will 
we'll revisit right. this episode next year. Yep. And see if it, if which I'm one fighting with right. the Oracle. That's, uh, that's, that's right. not good. That's right. All right. The next, the, the last two questions are from Mike B great friend of the podcast. Um, he has a question. Do you think Ricky Starks is a main event player? Good question. Mm. Very good question. Um, he's borderline. And that's like, that's, that's a chicken shit answer. Such but he's borderline. Answer. Um, if he's in WWE, no. If he's in AEW right now, yes. Uh, I mean, it's just a different different ball game. I, I, I'm not sure. He's got the mic skills. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. He's a decent wrestler. Yeah. Um, is he going to draw people to watch? He doesn't draw me to watch. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I look at it. Uh, if he's wrestling MJF, oh, I'm, I'm interested. Um, but again, that's my personal opinion. I don't know. Do you feel differently? You know, at the moment, I'd say he's not a main event player. Yeah. At the moment. But that that that, that caveat is, is can change. Yeah. I, I think if if they continue to give him meaningful things to do and allow him the ability to continue growing off of what I think was a really good outing with MJF and segments and whatnot, they had a good little build to that. I think he can be. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, he doesn't draw me to watch. That's how I kind of judge it. Yeah. And I'm like, do I get excited about him? I mean, I enjoy watching him, but he's not someone that I'm going to be like, oh, you know, he's I'm on TV today. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. The last question from Mike B who needs the rumble win the most. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, it. It's funny. I, I don't go into these rumbles like, really caring about who wins like most of the time. Like I will only be more upset if someone like Brock Lesnar wins <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or, or Dave Batista, right? Like I, I'm more, I get excited about the aspect of the wrestlers coming out and like, who's going to come out. I'm always yeah. like, yeah. Oh, this guy's going to come out or this guy's going to come out. Um, but like who, who needs it the most? Um, I mean, do you have someone off the top of your head you can think of? It's Cody to me i think it i think it's it's a fitting story even if it feels predictable i think it can still be significant i i think even even if people see this coming a mile away i don't think people are necessarily going to shit on it because people like cody and he's done really great work since he came back so i i doubt that people are going to feel like he's force-fed somehow it makes a lot of sense i mean yeah they've done this before where somebody gets injured and they come back and win the rumble so how are they going to do this if, uh, let's just say the Rock is coming back? Like they, they maybe wrestle... the, maybe the Bloodline cost them the match. Maybe so they, I, could, I, they could have him get eliminated that way. He comes here's my and... theory. Here's my theory. I think Sami Zayn's going to win. That would be fucking something. What a because right there. The, and he's and I bet he says it would go two ways, right? You could yeah. say Sami Zayn's going to win, and he's going to say. You know, win and say, I'm not facing the head of the table. And, and then gives it away. If you smell. Yeah. <laughs> and then the rock comes out and says, well, wait a minute here. I'm the head of the table. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. That's just I, my theory. I, I think Sammy Zane. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get into our WrestleMania predictions later, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think Cody needs the win. Okay. I think it could be really great to solidify why he came back. Yeah. This is what he wanted. That's he fair. came back because he wants to yeah. win the title. Well, in 
in WWE, when you're when you're going all along that journey, the main way that happens is through the Rumble. Yeah. So it could be a hell of a bookend to debut at WrestleMania last year yeah. and then win the title the next year at WrestleMania. Yeah. What a fucking story that would be. Yeah. Oh, it would be good. It would be interesting to see. Thank I you. like the theories, though. Yeah, we could go yeah. all day, Mikey Cash. I know. I know. But we don't got all day. No, we don't. We don't got all day. Our different errands abound. It's uh, in between holiday week. We got some trips coming up. We got some things coming up. But uh, any final thoughts, Fido? Our last show of the new, of uh, of the year. No, I'm. I you know I I'm excited to see where things go. Um, you know the Rumble's going to be great. Hell yeah! There's a lot of anticipation going on. A lot of things to look forward to that uh, can can excite you as a wrestling fan. Yeah. So it was a great 2022. And I think 2023 is going to be even better. Just as long as Vince McMahon stays retired. Absolutely. I second that. Uh, well, with that, we thank you guys for listening and for all the support you've shown us over the, over this past year. I think it's been a, a really wonderful year for the gorilla crew uh, with Vito and I and Bobby and mango. And uh, we really appreciate all the support and love you guys show us and hope you continue to show it to us in 2023 and beyond. Uh, we'll have some, some episodes coming out in the new year. There'll also be more articles. So keep your eye on the website and uh, a lot of good things coming for starting from starting from gorillas. So we really appreciate it, everything that you guys have done for us and hope you keep listening. Happy holidays, happy new year and keep on strutting. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.